Hello everyone, this is chapter 23, The Waiting Room. Rainey sat alone in his room. It was after nine o'clock and Sticky had still not shown up. A message broadcast had just ended and Rainey, worn out, was making himself go over the day's notes one last time. For once, he was glad to be studying his lessons. Studying helped take his mind off worse things. He'd even been grateful for the message broadcast which was so irritating and made it so difficult to concentrate that he'd had no space left over in his brain to worry about Sticky. Even so, Rainy felt awful. And now to make matters worse, he smelled something awful too. His nose wrinkled with disgust. What was that? Had something crawled under the floor and died? Then the door opened. It was Sticky. He was covered in slimy, black, stinking mud, and he walked into the room like a zombie. From his red, hugely swollen eyes, it was obvious he'd been crying for hours. But it wasn't the eyes themselves that caught Rainey's heart. It was their look of total despair. Rainey leaped up and threw his arms around Sticky. You're out! Sticky pulled away without speaking. He removed his spectacles, studied their mud-spotted lenses, and set them on the desk without bothering to clean them. Then, still not saying a word, he went out of the room. Rainy grabbed some of Sticky's things and ran out after him. In the corridor, he squeezed past two helpers already mopping up Sticky's muddy footprints in weird silence. A couple of boys were leaving the bathroom, holding their noses, and trying not to step in the muddy spots on the floor. Rainy ran into the bathroom. Sticky had stepped into his shower stall without undressing and was trying to grip the faucet handle, but his slimy hand kept slipping off. Finally, he grabbed it with both hands and wrenched on the hot water. He flinched when the spray struck his face, then stood impassively, eyes closed, as black water swirled at his feet. Rainy watched him anxiously. I've brought you some soap, Sticky, and a towel and clean clothes. Sticky made no reply. Hey, get undressed and use this soap, all right? After Rainy had repeated this several times, Sticky gave a dull nod and reached for the soap. Rainy washed up at the sinks. He was filthy and rank from hugging Sticky, then went to their room, changed clothes, and waited. He stared at the door, afraid of what was coming, afraid to have his suspicions confirmed. He'd been doing his best to remain calm, but he was trembling all over. He felt sure Sticky had been brain-swept, and Mr. Curtin wouldn't erase Sticky's memories just for cheating, would he? If not, then why had this happened? What crime would call for such terrible action? There seemed to be only one answer. Sticky had told Mr. Curtin everything. When Sticky finally returned, he dumped his wet clothes in the corner, put on his muddy glasses without cleaning them, and then, without once looking at Rainy, he pulled his suitcase from beneath the bed. Sticky, what's happened? No reply. You have to talk to me, Sticky. I'm afraid something terrible has happened to you. Not just the waiting room, I mean, but something even worse. In a dull tone, tinged with anger, Sticky said, 
I don't suppose there's anything worse than that place. What would you know about it? Rainy caught his breath. Sticky remembered the waiting room, and come to think of it, he remembered where his suitcase was. There was still hope. You're right, Sticky. I don't know anything that's happened. Can you tell me? I don't want to talk about it, Sticky said, opening the wardrobe with trembling fingers. And I don't intend to go back there. I'm running away. They told me Mr. Curtin couldn't see me today, that SQ will come for me again in the morning. I'm to meet with Mr. Curtin if he's available. So either I'll have to go back to that, that nightmare or else I'll have to face Mr. Curtin, where I'm certain to go to pieces, Rainy, where I'm certain to lose control and tell on you and everyone else. The more Sticky spoke, the more emotion crept into his voice, until at last, shaking, he covered his eyes and dropped to his knees. I can't do it, Rainy. I can't go back there, and I can't face Mr. Curtin without failing you. I just can't. I have to leave. I have no choice. Rainy's eyes suddenly filled with tears. Listen to me, Sticky. I'm so sorry for what you've been through. Really, I am. But I can't tell you how glad I am you're still in there. I thought they'd taken your memory. But it's still you in there, Sticky. Still my good friend. Not for much longer, Sticky said miserably. I'm going to crack, Rainy. You know how badly I'll handle pressure. I'll flub it tomorrow, and you'll all be caught. What kind of friend will I be then? Rainy closed the suitcase. You're not going to flub anything. How can you know? I can see it in you, Rainy said with perfect conviction. You'd hold fast tomorrow even if I didn't have a plan, which I do. When your friends really need you, they can count on you. I just know it. And I do need you, Sticky. I need you here as a friend. Sticky's eyes flickered like a candle on the verge of guttering. It's nice of you to say, he said doubtfully. Then he shuddered. But Rainy, it'll kill me if I have to go back to that place. All those hours with every second crawling by. And other things crawling by. Things you can't see constantly sinking into that goop, the smell so horrible, like something dead, like maybe it's yourself that's dead. You won't have to spend another day in there, Rainy said. I swear it. You bet your boots you won't, said Kate, whose head appeared in the ceiling above them. She lowered Constance into the room. If they send you back there, we'll find a way to get you out, no matter what. Okay, chum? Shakily, Sticky rose to his feet. It's going to be all right, Rainy said. I'm sure you'll see Mr. Curtin first thing in the morning. But that's no good either. It's terrible. How can I keep from giving you all away? He knows we're friends. He knows I was cheating. And he'll just put two and two together. Sticky caught his breath, held it a moment, and started over. Okay, you mentioned a plan, didn't you? Do you really have one? I'll tell you about it, Rainy said, handing him a roll. But first, you should eat. I smuggled some food for you. For the first time, Sticky's eyes brightened and stayed bright. I am awfully hungry. Ten o'clock, roared Jackson from outside the door. 
Everyone jumped. No one had heard him creeping down the hallway. Lights out! As he hurried to the light switch, Rainy gave Kate a questioning look. We turned ours off before we left, she said, a little too loudly. Immediately, Jackson rapped at the door. Do you boys have someone in there with you? You know that's against the rule. No room visits, period. And even more, no room visits during lights out. It's just the two of us, Rainy replied. This was just what Jackson had hoped Rainy would say. If he caught the boys with visitors now, they were not only breaking one of the Institute's very few rules, but lying about it as well. He flung open the door and switched on the light. Aha, there you! But he cut himself short, for he saw only the two boys sitting on the floor. Isn't the light supposed to be off? Rainy asked him. With a scowl, Jackson reached to turn off the light, then thought better of it. Not just yet, he said, strolling over to the wardrobe. First, I'd like to see who you have in here, he threw open the wardrobe doors. Nothing but clothes inside. If you don't mind, we'd like to get some sleep. Sticky's had a long day. And whose fault is that? Jackson said, kneeling to look beneath the bottom bunk. Only the boys' suitcases. He rose and stared at Rainy, who smiled pleasantly, and then at Sticky, who only shrugged. Jackson sneered. How did you like the waiting room, George? Rainy suddenly boiled over with anger. He had spent the evening in such a state of emotion, he couldn't seem to stop himself. How can you do that to people, Jackson? Send them to a place like that, and then tease them about it. Jackson feigned puzzlement. What do you mean, a place like that? The waiting room is in such a bad place, and it's perfectly safe. A little mud never hurt anyone. Washes right off, doesn't it? It may have a bit of an odor, but an odor can't hurt you any more than mud can. Or darkness, for that matter. Darkness is good for you. Rest the eyes. Prevent sunburn. Livid though he was, Rainy fought to regain control of himself. He should never have said anything in the first place. It did no good to argue with an executive. Jackson was still lecturing with obvious pleasure. And yes, I suppose there are a great many flies and beetles and crawling things, but they didn't bite or sting, did they? You aren't afraid of a fly, are you, George? No, Sticky replied in an even tone, but he was glaring at Jackson. It was such an angry look, so full of defiant outrage that Rainy actually felt encouraged. There was strength in Sticky. It was just easy to miss, easiest of all for Sticky himself. Jackson missed it too. Of course you aren't. So let's hear no more nonsense, he said, screwing up his face as if talking to a pitiful baby about the wading womb being such a nasty whittle place. Then he grinned wickedly, shut off the light and left the room. His boots thumped away down the corridor. Constance's stifled voice called out, Good grief! Do you intend to keep me in here forever? Quiet! Rainy whispered, peeking out the door. The corridor was empty. He nodded at Sticky, who dragged his suitcase from beneath the bed. It's a good thing you're so small, Sticky whispered as Constance climbed out. Oh, yes, lucky me. So small you can pack me in the luggage. Why don't you try curling up in a suitcase? Constance said, 
forgetting that Sticky had spent his entire day standing in filth, darkness, and bug swarms. The ceiling panel slid aside and Kate dropped down into the room again. Now, what's this about a plan? She said, as if they'd never been interrupted. <laughs>